Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 8th of April. And on this day in Christian history, we're going back to the year 1945. And we travelled to Germany and the Flossenburg concentration camp. The theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer was condemned to death by the SS judge Otto Thorbeck at a court martial without witnesses, records of proceedings or a defence. He would be executed by hanging at dawn, just two weeks before the soldiers from the United States 90th and 97th Infantry Divisions liberated the camp, and three weeks before the Soviet capture of Berlin, and a month before the surrender of Nazi Germany. Bonhoeffer, a German Lutheran pastor, was a key founding member of the Confessing Church. This was a movement within German Protestantism, during Nazi Germany, that arose in opposition to government-sponsored efforts to unify all Protestant churches into a single pro-Nazi German evangelical church. It is estimated that 3,000 pastors out of 19,000 in the country adhered to it. Bonhoeffer has left a rich legacy as a theologian and gained stature because of his anti-Nazi stance. He is considered a martyr by many and his book The Cost of Discipleship has been described as a modern classic. His vocal opposition to Hitler's euthanasia programme and genocidal persecution of the Jews led to his arrest in April 1943 by the Gestapo. His training at New York City's Union Theological Seminary, studying under Reinhold Niebuhr, was a life-changing experience. However, not for the academic experience. He is quoted as saying dismissively, there is no theology here. But for the life-changing experiences and friendships. Particularly through Frank Fisher, a black fellow seminarian who introduced him to the Abyssinian Baptist Church in Harlem, where Bonhoeffer taught Sunday school and formed a lifelong love for African-American spirituals. He was also exposed to the preaching of the gospel of social justice, but was struck by the ineptitude of the church to bring about racial integration. He began to see things from below, from the perspective of those who suffer oppression. He observed, Here one can truly speak and hear about sin and grace and the love of God. The black Christ is preached with rapturous passion and vision. Later he referred to his time in the States as the point at which he turned from phraseology to reality. Returning to Germany, his opposition to National Socialism was immediate and constant. Two days after Hitler was installed as Chancellor, Bonhoeffer delivered a radio address in which he attacked Hitler 
and warned Germany against slipping into an idolatrous cult of the Führer, the leader, which could well very turn out to be a Verführer, which can be translated as a misleader or a seducer. He was cut off the air in the middle of a sentence. Then, in April 1933, Bonhoeffer raised the first voice for church resistance to Hitler's persecution of Jews, declaring that the church must not simply bandage the victims under the wheel, but jam a spoke in the wheel itself. In a rigged election, an overwhelming number of key church positions went to Nazi-supporting Deutsche Christen people except for the Lutheran churches of Bavaria, Hanover and Württemberg. This was the start of his disillusionment with religion. And he regarded these bodies as uncorrupted, intact churches, as opposed to the other so-called destroyed churches. He left for a two-year appointment as a pastor of two German-speaking churches in London, in Dacre Road, Sydenham, and then Goulston Street in Whitechapel. As the political atmosphere was intensifying in Germany, the influential Swiss theologian Karl Barth accused Bonhoeffer of abandoning his post and wasting his splendid theological armoury, whilst the house of your church is on fire, and chided him to return to Berlin by the next ship. Bart was largely responsible for the writing of the Barmen Declaration, rejecting the influence of Nazism on German Christianity. He argued that the church's allegiance to God, the God of Jesus Christ should give it the impetus and the resources to resist the influence of other lords such as the German Führer Adolf Hitler, and he mailed this declaration to Hitler personally. This was one of the founding documents of the Confessing Church. Meanwhile, back in London, Bonhoeffer was offered an incredible opportunity to study non-violent resistance under Gandhi in his ashram in India. However, remembering Bart's Rebuke. He returned to Germany instead, and he became the head of an underground seminary in Finkenwald for training confessing church pastors. In 1938, the Gestapo banned Bonhoeffer from Berlin, and in the summer of 1939, the seminary was able to move to Sigersdorf, an outlying estate of the von Kleist family. Himmler had declared the education and examination of confessing church ministry candidates illegal and the following year the Gestapo shut down the seminary following the outbreak of World War II. Bonhoeffer's monastic communal life and teaching at Finkenwald Seminary formed the basis of his books The Cost of Discipleship which was a study of the Sermon on the Mount in which he not only attacked cheap grace as a cover for ethical laxity, 
but also preached costly grace. Bonhoeffer served as a courier for the German resistance movement in the hope of garnering support for Western allies through his ecumenical contacts abroad and to secure possible peace terms with the Allies for a post-Hitler government. His visits to Norway, Sweden, Denmark and Switzerland were camouflaged as legitimate intelligence activities for the Abwehr, the German intelligence agency. In May 1942, he met the Anglican Bishop George Bell of Chichester, and through him feelers were sent to the British Foreign Secretary, Anthony Eden. However, the British government ignored these, as it had all other approaches from the German resistance. After the failure of the 20th of July plot on Hitler's life in 1944, and the discovery of secret Abwehr documents relating to the conspiracy, Bonhoeffer was accused of association with the conspirators. He was transferred from the military prison Tegel in Berlin, where he had been held for 18 months, and then secretly moved to the Buchenwald concentration camp, and finally to Flossenburg concentration camp. When the diaries of Admiral Wilhelm Canaris, the head of the Abwehr, were discovered, and in a rage upon reading them, Hitler ordered that the Abwehr conspirators be destroyed. Bonhoeffer was led away just as he concluded his final Sunday service. This is the end. For me, the beginning of life. Bonhoeffer was stripped of his clothing and led naked into the execution yard, where he was hanged with six others, including Admiral Canaris. His brother Klaus Bonhoeffer and his brother-in-law were executed in Berlin on the night of the 22nd and the 23rd of April, as Soviet troops were already fighting in the capital. The disposition of Bonhoeffer's remains are not known. His body may have been cremated outside the camp along with hundreds of others recently executed. Or American troops may have placed his body in one of the several mass graves. All 16 volumes of the English Bonhoeffer's works have been published by October 2013. And a volume of selected readings entitled The Dietrich Bonhoeffer Reader, which presents a chronological view of his theological development, became available by November in 2013. In his prison letters, Bonhoeffer raised questions about the role of Christianity in the Church in a world come of age. Influenced by Karl Barth's distinction between faith and religion, Bonhoeffer had a critical view of the phenomenon of religion, which he called the garment of faith. Having witnessed the complete failure of the German Protestant Church as an institution in the face of Nazism, he saw this challenge as an opportunity for the renewal of Christianity. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on the blog if you have time. 
and join us tomorrow if you come as we look at the first encyclical issued surprisingly by a Byzantine emperor. If you want to visit the blog or commission a podcast for your own organisation, visit the website for more information www.pogp.net And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com Thank you to Kevin McLeod for today's music and have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.